This is a Tadad podcast. Welcome, listeners, to the second episode of our Tadad podcast series, What's in Your Toolbox? My name is Leila Mamory Goyon from the Fiscal Affairs Department, and for this episode, we will dive into a new tool the maturity models. In recent years, rapid evolutions have occurred in technology and its application in the electric power industry, leading to the introduction of many new systems, business processes, markets, and enterprise integration approaches. Maturity models can help provide a benchmark to use when assessing how a set of characteristics within a tax administration have evolved. The OECD, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, a forum on tax administration, FTA, first developed a maturity model in 2016 to help tax administrations assess their digital maturity in the two areas of natural systems portals and big data. Joining us today to discuss the maturity models, we have three speakers. Mr. Tom Bullard, Senior Manager at the Belgian General Administration of Tax Collection and Debt Recovery. Welcome, Tom. Hello. We are also welcoming Mr. Michael Rokarts, Advisor at the Belgian General Administration of Tax Collection and Debt Recovery and Lead of the Forum on Tax Administration's Tax Debt Management Network. Hello, Michael. Hello. And last but not least, Mr. Oliver Petzel, advisor at the OECD's Forum on Tax Administration Secretariat. A welcome to you as well, Oliver. Hello, Leila. Thank you all very much for joining us today, and let's jump right in with the first question. What are the maturity model's main objectives? Well, thank you very much, Leila. Um, maturity models are tools for self-reflection carried out through a self-assessment. The main benefit comes from the group discussions that tax administration staff will have on their current maturity level, which can help to develop a common understanding and analysis of where a tax administration is situated and why. Um, this can help tax administrations in deciding whether they are content with the current level of maturity, also taking into account the economic environment, the tax administration's capacity, and um, as appropriate funding levels. If not, Then maturity models can help administrations in considering and prioritizing reforms and provide a pathway for how and where to make improvements. Good. When did their development start and when were they commissioned for public use? As the concept of maturity models is not new and um, those models are in common use, what the OECD's Forum on Tax Administration, um, the FDA, has done is adapting the concept to tax administration areas and functions. We started to develop those models in their current form in 2017, and it was always the idea to make more models available to the public as soon as they are ready. Maturity models can cover a small area of tax administration or a main function. And so far, the FDA has published three models covering tax compliance burden, enterprise risk management, and tax debt management. And other models on digital transformation and analytics are currently under development. Over time, it is our intention to cover all tax administration operational functions, such as registration, assessment, and audit, as well as the key cross-cutting functions, such as human resources. And what are the key characteristics of maturity models? For example, do they have key pillars, indicators, or measurements dimensions? Well, one of the key characteristics is that maturity models are generally descriptive 
and uh, they assess certain processes within the tax administration. You will not find metrics that an administration has to reach or pass in order to get to a higher level of maturity. It's not about whether you have a strategy. It's more about how that strategy was drawn up, who was involved, how it is implemented, reviewed, and so on. That is how mature is the process for establishing a strategy. There is no judgment within the models themselves as to what the optimal level of maturity is for a particular administration. This will completely depend on their own circumstances, objectives, and priorities. Now, looking at the models themselves, they are broken down into a number of indicators that look at the characteristics of processes that would expect it to be in place to reach a certain level of maturity, and allowing the administration to assess its level of maturity for each of those indicators, applying a best-fit approach. Can you describe the scoring or rating methodology? Yeah, I would not call it a scoring or rating methodology. It sounds like you have a good or a bad score. For maturity models, I'd rather refer to administrations finding the best fit for themselves in one of those five levels of maturity. Um, the levels are emerging, progressing, established, leading, and aspirational. The models have been developed around the middle level, established, which is um, intended to present where we would expect most advanced tax administrations to cluster. And the last level, the aspirational level, is really something that looks forward at what might be possible as the use of new technology tool develops and new forms uh, of collaboration evolve. Very good. Is the design of maturity models applicable regardless of the capacity of the tax administration, income classification of the country, or legal environment? Um, as I said earlier, the models are really flexible and aim to stimulate self-reflection within a tax administration. And it isn't a judgmental process. The framework can add value to the administration thinking on where it wants to focus. That's the beauty of the design of the maturity models by using those indicative attributes and five maturity levels that can be used regardless of the capacity of the tax administration or income classification of the country. And who manages the day-to-day -day affairs of maturity models? For example, is there a formal ownership by an international body or a donor whereby uses monitored, changes and enhancements considered, and guidance is provided? What is the governance structure? Um, the maturity models are developed by the FDA secretary in cooperation with a small group of interested tax administrations. Following the development, the models are piloted by a larger group of countries and then fine-tuned before being published. One thing to point out here is that over time, maturity models will, of course, evolve as we are learning from administrations as they use them. Maybe here I can hand over to my colleague, Michael, who was heavily involved in the process of developing the tax debt management maturity model. Thank you, uh, Oliver. Back in October 2017, and that's uh, shortly after Belgium took over the chair of the tax debt management network, I received an email from the FTA introducing the concept of anonymous maturity models as a tool for change management, allowing tax administrations to see where they are relative to peers and the kind of things they need to do to become more mature in a particular area. Debt management was considered one of the tax administration functions for which a maturity model could be developed. We were immediately enthusiastic about the idea, and from early 2018 onwards, the basic framework of the model was developed. Further fine-tuning of this basic framework that took a few months, as we had to look at different metrics and to break down tax debt management function into smaller components. These smaller components had to be detailed enough to serve as indicators, 
whilst at the same time not being too detailed or too much focused on, for instance, one legal tradition. From the start, our aim was to develop a model that could be used by the widest possible range of tax administrations. In March 2018, a project group consisting of seven jurisdictions started the process of drafting the model. The FTA Secretariat was closely involved in this drafting process. Based on several reviews, a first version of the model was discussed during a workshop of the Tax Debt Management Network in Madrid in October 2018. Further fine-tuning took place, this time based on the comments gathered during a pilot self-assessment by the jurisdictions participating in its development in December 2018. A high-level version of the model was published in April 2019, in time for the FTA plenary meeting of that year. The full model, including all descriptions, was made available late 2019. Thank you. And now a little more on the assessment specific. Is training a prerequisite for assessors or reviewers? And how can interested persons access training materials or become accredited? We do not provide training to tax administrations on the models. Um, also, we are considering producing a short e-learning module. Um, each of the maturity models contains guidance on how to use them, and we think that they are straightforward to use. Um, however, we do acknowledge that self-assessments can be over-optimistic or pessimistic, which is why we think it is important to involve staff from other tax administration areas um, who would then serve as a challenge function and provide uh, insight from a different perspective within the administration. But maybe, again, my colleague Michael, who has participated in a self-assessment, can tell us his views on training. Next to piloting the model in the Belgian administration, I've been in contact with colleagues piloting or running the self-assessment in their own administrations. And overall, the process itself is quite easy and straightforward. A few persons should familiarize themselves with the model and possibly translate it so that they can guide the assessment exercise. The core of this exercise is to reflect for each of the indicative attributes on where you would position your administration and to discuss the position you gave with the one given by your colleagues, and that ideally in a live setting. In some cases, there is an immediate agreement, whilst in other cases, different people may have different opinions on where they stand. In those cases, time has to be foreseen to discuss the differences which can lead to an enriching discussion on what the appropriate level of maturity to aim for should be and to identify more clearly where there are gaps. Can you walk us through the assessment review process? What are the key steps? So once an administration decides which model to use for the self-assessment, it should then select a range of staff from the specific functions or area that is self-assessed um, across different grades those officials are brought together in a workshop-style meeting. And as uh, mentioned earlier, involving staff from other areas of the administration might be beneficial, as they may serve as a challenge function and could help facilitate the conversations. Uh, a number of administrations have also reported that those cross-organizational conversations can prove, can prove highly useful in joining up different areas of business and may also help people to see the scope for synergies. During the discussions, um, care should be taken to ensure that the conversations can be frank and open and people should be encouraged to express their views. Sufficient time should be allowed for the self-assessment discussion. 
Feedback from administration suggests that it may take from a few hours to more than a day, depending on the amount of preparation before the group discussion and the level of detail of the discussion itself. The self-assessment team discuss each indicator and guided by the characteristics set out in the model, decide together which level of maturity the administration has for each indicator. The outcomes are then recorded in the self-assessment record sheet provided with the model. Separately, the tax administration is encouraged to record the main evidence as to why it judges it at a particular level of maturity to facilitate understanding as to options and to provide the background for future assessments. But let me hand over here to Tom, who can give us some insights into the process they went through when conducting the self-assessment. Yes, uh, thank you, Oliver. Well, um, our management board meets on a, on a weekly basis, so we didn't need to organize a specific meeting for the self-assessment. Instead, we did it in a board meeting, which had only one topic, and that was the self-assessment. So the advantage is that we did it we did the exercise with all senior managers, the head of the general administration and the head of the collection department, the head of the recovery department, um, the manager of the non-fiscal debt recovery department and the heads of the supporting services like the ICT department, the HR department and so on. So I think it's really important to involve at one stage or another the senior managers because for them, it's also a moment of reflection on what, why, and how we do things and to do some benchmarking. Moreover, the participants can see during the assessment that many things are already done by others and that they don't need to reinvent warm water. So indeed, we had some discussions, sometimes hard ones, um, on which level the administration is situated. In those discussions, I think fairness with oneself and with the others is very important. And once a level is determined, action can be defined to go some steps further. Very interesting points indeed. What are the estimated costs for a standalone assessment in dollar or in labor days? What costs must tax administration bear? As mentioned, there is no external assessment team and the FDA secretariat is not involved in any of those discussions. So the only cost would be that of conducting a self-assessment, such as the working hours of all the officials involved. But I think Tom could give us a good view on the cost element. Yes, uh, well, the model is for free. Um, and as we worked with the English version, there was no need to translate it. So there were no costs for that either. Yes, we have had the salary costs of the senior managers and their staff who prepared the self-assessment. But um, I think it's uh, wrong to focus on the costs. Uh, what you get out of this exercise is so valuable that abstraction of the costs has to be made. And regarding the post-assessment, does the responsible institution provide quality assurance? Quality assurance is obtained from users of the model. Um, the FDA is also hoping to seek input from those with in-depth experience of developing countries in order to further test the robustness of the first maturity levels, uh, the emerging and the progressing levels. And what is the approximate time lapse between the end of an assessment and the final assessment report? It is immediate, um, as the outcome of the process is the self-assessment record completed during the discussions. 
So administrations that are then able to use them to have further discussions on strategy and priorities as they wish. Um, let me hand over here maybe again to Michael, who can share his views on how this process provides some direct benefits to the administration. Thank you. In my opinion, the maturity model allows to discuss sensitive issues. How mature are we in a safe space? There is no reporting obligation, no comparing to other jurisdictions or against a set pass mark. The real benefit is that it can help to identify those specific aspects of the work where there is room for improvement. Staff working on those issues will, as a result, get guidance on the way forward, on which reforms to suggest or projects to scope in order to reach the desired result that is a higher level of maturity. The fact that indicators look at characteristics of processes that would be expected to be in place allows to intervene in one's own process in a very tailored manner. Excellent, thank you. And are all supporting documents and templates publicly available? Yes, everything is made available. The model, the guidance, the record sheet and heat maps. While no country-specific information is published unless a country decides to do this itself, we at the FDA Secretariat, when we are provided with the record sheets, can produce anonymized heat maps that administrations can also use to understanding where they sit compared to others. This also provides a route for seeking peer-to-peer -peer assistance and advice from other tax administrations. Once an administration has established its level of maturity and identified a specific area for improvement, it can contact the FDA Secretariat. We would then reach out to administrations that have scored relatively high in that specific area and ask them whether they would be interested in assisting the requesting administration to improve its level of maturity. The requesting administration may also reach out to other organizations or capacity development providers and ask for assistance in improving its level of maturity. And before we conclude, um, how do you see the relationship between maturity models and similar tools? I think maturity models are complementary to other tools, particularly TEDAD. Um, TEDAD takes a holistic view of the administration, whereas maturity models look at very specific areas, some of which are not covered by TEDAD, such as enterprise risk management. While TEDAD is a diagnostic assessment, one would expect a maturity model to follow on from a TEDAD assessment. TEDAD helps to understand that there is a problem, whereas the maturity model would try to understand which processes might cause that problem. So the pathway set out in the maturity models can then give an administration an idea of how to improve. Michael, do you agree? I fully agree with this. The maturity model is not developed to rate a tax administration's debt management function as either good or bad, but to allow the staff managing and working in this field to position themselves against a set of indicators covering the range from emerging to aspirational. For some indicators, the position may be the right one for that administration, whilst for other indicators, it will be clear improvement is needed. This level of detail will allow to focus on those indicators on which work needs to be done. Yes, and um, I think for the managers, it's important to see that the model combines several management teams, um, strategy, governance, ICT support and reporting, with levels and eventually also good practices, which are formulated in a, a general way. So when you combine all the results that you obtain from the assessment, then you have, as you called it, your pathway to a better and more performant organization. 
And how have maturity models been adapted to the COVID-19 pandemic? There was no need for the models to be adapted to the pandemic. Um, as mentioned earlier, maturity models are generally descriptive and focus on processes. They're not based on metrics that uh, measure a performance which uh, such a crisis may have affected. Um, however, maturity models can be helpful for post-pandemic planning and provide a framework for tax administrations to think about how they want to change going forward. For example, the maturity model approach could be useful for considering the maturity of business planning processes. Um, one general comment, though, as regards the pandemic is that we've seen that many administrations have reviewed their internal processes and invested more in technology. That is something that may actually have positive impacts on their level of maturity. Thank you so much for this really interesting overview of the maturity models. I do have one last question. Where can our audience go for more information? You could go to the FDA website where we have a dedicated page for all the maturity models. Perfect. We will make sure to have this link to the podcast. This will conclude our episode. I very much appreciate your time. So thank you very much, Lila, for the invitation. It was a pleasure to present the FDA maturity models. Thank you, Oliver. Uh, Tom, Michael, do you have anything you would like to add? Thank you for the invitation. It was a, a nice way to, to explain uh, the work that we have been doing on the maturity models to a wider audience, and I hope they will benefit from it. Oh yes, I'm sure they will. Yes, and uh, from my point of view also, uh, thank you very much, and I hope this uh, can help all the managers of the uh, tax administrations uh, all over the world. Thank you. Thank you. To learn more about the maturity models, please visit the OECD website at oecd.org and type FTA maturity models in the search bar. Thank you for joining us today. The Tadat Secretariat would also like to hear from you. Please fill out our taxpayer satisfaction survey that can be accessed at www.surveymonkey.com forward slash r forward slash tadat underscore taxpayer underscore survey and help us by spreading the word. The Tadat podcast is available free of charge. The views expressed in the Tadat podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent those of the International Monetary Fund or the IMF policy. Materials from the podcast may be reproduced with proper attribution. Comments and correspondence may be emailed to podcast at tedat.org. Tedat is a collaborative undertaking of the following partners, the European Union, France, Germany, the International Monetary Fund, Japan, the Netherlands, Norway, Switzerland, the United Kingdom, and the World Bank.